Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone's having an absolutely terrific day today and had a fantastic weekend. It was chill down here in central Florida. We actually had a nice little cold snap that hit this weekend, pretty much this morning. It was like 58 this morning, which is pretty wild. <laughs> That's actually really nice and cool for Florida this early on. So apparently we're supposed to have some cold weather this uh, winter, which is really nice to make up for the unbelievably hot summer that we had. And so if you guys are down here, be sure to check us out. Swing by the office. We're always here. Or check out the website at healthmasters.com. Got all types of different specials and sales going on right now, including the Healthy Testosterone Support Kit and the Ultra Omega Fish Oil on sale right now as product of the week. And be sure to vote for what you want to see win uh, this week as well as far as product of the week. The N-acetylcysteine and the vitamin C with antioxidants, those are both going neck and neck. So be sure to vote on those at healthmasters.com. And if you need anything, we have the chat box open. And if you guys are trying to find products, I've had a few people trying to learn the new website. We've tried to make it as simplistic as possible. You, know, you could scroll down to the bottom of the page, and we have you know A, B, C, D with all the products where you can click each individual letter. Or right above it for the complete product list, you can click here which is exactly how we had it on the old website. So we tried to transfer a lot of stuff over. We've also got auto ship available, which has really been popular. People not wanting to have to call us up or go online and place an order every four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, just set up auto ship along with being able to store your saved credit card on file. So you can simply just a couple clicks, place an order and you're done. And also to the point user system that we've been working on and updating over the last couple of weeks. So be sure to check that out on the new site at healthmasters.com and give us any feedback or let us know if you're having any issues. We're here to help you out the best we possibly can. And one of the first things that I saw this, this afternoon or this, this morning and what I've noticed too, as far as over the weekend is that you're starting to see a big shift in the, how should I say, the support for this unbelievably insane invasion that's going on now as far as in Palestine. And, you know, I've constantly now, social media, been kind of monitoring some stuff and other media platforms, alt media platforms. And a lot of people are starting to kind of question this entire narrative that we're being told, especially the fact now that the media is constantly saying this war breaks out, this war is going on in Palestine, this war with Israel. And the answer to all of this is this is not a war. This is an occupied invasion. It's ironic to me that you've watched Russia and their alleged invasion of Ukraine at the border and how everything was basically Russia, 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 Russia bad for going in and doing this alleged invasion at the border and this contracted out war, except this is not anything that you're seeing right now. This is a direct invasion of a country that basically is littered with these terrorist individuals that are hardcore Muslims. There's no questions about that with Hamas. But the fact that now the UN and multiple other countries are basically refuting this and stating, listen, you told you know 1.1 million women and children they have to immediately leave where they live at and essentially evacuate for this ground war, this ground invasion that you're doing. It's quite troubling to see so many people support this, and now you're starting to see some alt media is really starting to question the narrative, especially from what we've seen. So just something to keep an eye out on and continually watch. And ironically, and now you've got this massive push for a lot of the Democrats that are now saying the Palestinians need to be brought in here to the United States, and essentially everyone needs to be brought in as refugees. We need to bring another million individuals to the United States. I personally think this may have been one of the plays from the beginning is to bring in more 
undocumented individuals, more hardcore Sharia law Muslims, and more people in the United States that are not from the United States in order to saturate the United States population with more and more individuals who essentially in most cases hate the United States. We've watched this now where there's been hundreds and hundreds of individuals apprehended at the border that have been directly tied to terroristic, you know, terroristic groups around the world, and yet nobody's questioning any of this invasion that we're watching at the southern border while everybody now essentially the, the mainstream media – blindly supports Israel with this invasion. Just something to be aware of. And at the same time now, we're going to start watching some strange things happen. The automotive industry is going to start shifting over the next year or two. I've told you guys about these strange, well, these basically this strike that we've been watching. Now Ford has come out this morning, and they said they will lay off another 550 workers at several plants across the Midwest after the strike hit the largest factory surprise strike in Dearborn and or excuse me in Kentucky for the uh, super duty plant the Detroit Free Press reports the latest round of layoffs is tied to the strike bringing Ford to approximately almost 2500 layoffs so far that does not include the 8700 individuals that went on strike and many more from the last couple of weeks and essentially this is in my opinion being done strategically from the top down they knew a lot of these individuals were going to start striking because of the wages and what has been going on with the work environments and certain things at these plants a lot of these individuals that are also striking have come out repeatedly and said that they already know their jobs are about to start ending over the next couple of years with the ev factories that are coming out and how they're automating these ev factories with a simply a frame with a battery, dropping a car on it, and everything's going completely automated and workers are no longer needed with these EV factories. So they see the writing on the wall, and now what you're going to start seeing is the supply chain with Ford is about to become absolutely disastrous. Trying to get trucks that can actually drive and tow and travel and pull campers across the country, it's going to be a directed war against these, and this is being done by the EPA system, this is being done by the World Economic Forum, this is being done by these globalist individuals like Klaus Schwab that essentially want you to own nothing and like it. They do not want you traveling freely, unmolested on your way. I've told you guys that before. The problem with it is they can't just come out and just ban vehicles and ban diesel trucks, ban dualies. They can't just do that. They've got to have a reason to go in and slow the production down. We already saw this during COVID, and now it's escalating more rapidly with these factories. Notice how you're not seeing any strikes at the EV sectors. You're not seeing any slowdowns in the EV market with Tesla or any of these factories. Ironically, you're not seeing any of that. You're seeing them in GM and Ford, their main super duty and heavy duty plants where they're building these half ton and three quarter ton trucks that pull trailers, campers, and essentially run the country, you know, with hot shot loads and everything else that these guys do on a regular basis. Something thought I would throw that out there. At the same time, Trump has vowed to end Biden's electric vehicle mandate. This was one of the reasons right here where they will probably never allow him to actually win an election. They will do every type of fraudulent manner, even if he were to actually get into place as far as from a position to be able to win. I think they're going to fraud the election because he's come out now and he said that their auto workers' jobs are going to be gone in a couple of years. Same thing the guys have said on strike. And he said he plans on basically breaking down and repealing this EV mandate as it's not sustainable. 
And this is one thing I do have to say, whether or not he actually ever did this if he became president, because he's a lot of big talk with a lot of things. I do agree with him 100 percent on this. The EV market is not sustainable. It's not designed to be sustainable. It's not designed to be efficient, nor is it designed to be green. It's designed to be an extremely dark controlling sector that is going to expand across the country in more and more mandates over the next coming 5, 10, 15 years. Look at what they're doing in California already. They're already trying to put up these zero emission sectors where you're not allowed to drive in the next five to 10 years. They're already going in trying to get surveys from people that have vehicles that were you know, manufactured before 1979 that are classics and try to figure out how to start banning them or only allowing you to drive X amount of miles every year because they don't want to have you know, any type of pollution. While at the same time, you've got Utah, you've got Michigan, you got all these other states that are now saying all EV cars are going to have to have mandated GPS mile trackers on them everywhere. So again, you see how this is moving. You see where it's going. And that's why it's really important to continue to support a lot of these businesses and support these jobs and continue to get the truth out there on a regular basis because this is going to be a very interesting situation over the next year or two to watch. And so again, just something I would throw that out there. And other than that, how are you doing this morning, Dan? Oh, happy Monday to everybody. I'm doing happy absolutely Monday. great. Oh, my gosh. What a beautiful day it is down here. I mean, it's got, we got sunshine. We got 60 degrees. I mean, it was in the 50s last night. And you guys are saying, well, it's going to be cold down there. Well, yeah, it might be cold for a couple of days. It's nice. You know, remember when we don't have to turn our air conditioners on, we're all excited down here. because We run them 12 months out of the year. So when we can open the doors and the windows, let in some fresh chemtrails, we always think that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's kind of frustrating, though, because of the stuff that's pollution in the atmosphere from what they spray on us and stuff. You kind of hesitate to even open the doors or windows. But sometimes when it's really nice, it's got clear skies. You don't mind doing this. By the way, DeSantis now is saying every Republican running for president should pledge to the U.S. cannot accept Gaza refugees. Uh, I don't even know why he would say this. He said suddenly on CBS's Face the Nation that he believed every Republican candidate should pledge not to accept them. DeSantis, we can accept people from Gaza in this country as refugees. I'm not going to do that. If you look at how they behave, not all of them are Hamas, but they are all anti-Semitic. Yeah, remember, DeSantis is a huge pro-Israel guy. Uh, Margaret Brennan, she goes, I'm sure you know all Arabs are Semites, but how can you paint with such a broad brush and say the 2.3 million are anti-Semitic? And she's right, by the way. A lot of these Gaza refugees are Christians. DeSantis says, well, first of all, my position is very clear. Gaza refugees, Palestinian Arabs should go to Arab countries. The U.S. should not be harboring any of those. I think the culture, so they, this is what he's saying. I'm reading it. Don't fuss at me about grammar. I think the culture, so they elected Hamas. Let's just be clear about that. Not everyone is a member of Hamas. Most probably aren't, but they did elect Hamas. Well, he doesn't know that or not. It could have been fraudulent elections. Uh, well, you know, you, you know, it's interesting. I'm going to finish this because the way he's talking and stuff, it sounds really, it sounds really broken up. But the reality is, is that um, he's wrong on this one. I mean, he's really, really wrong, and I and I don't like it when he just says stuff like that. But he's done that a lot. He's really, really wrong. He's a huge, 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 huge Israel supporter, and he basically is uh, the one pushing a lot of this stuff in Congress. Now, I'm going to stop for one second. I'm going to back out of this because, you know, what I wanted to talk to you guys about about this morning is this. You know, I've said to you guys for years, we should not have any dual citizens from any other countries in the United States. And I think you guys are finally starting to realize why I said that. Of course, a lot of you guys already know that. But for the new listeners, I'm saying this. When you have dual citizens, whether they're from Israel or Germany or Russia or China or anybody basically being involved with this as far as in another country, what ends up happening is 
they have mixed emotions and mixed values and mixed commitments and mixed loyalties. I mean, if, you, if you're an Israeli citizen and you have an Israeli passport and you're in Congress and you have a U.S. citizen and a U.S. passport, who are you going to stand for in the event of a crisis situation like this? I'm just asking the question. It doesn't matter if you're a Jew or you're German or you're Russian or you're British or, you know, you're from Madagascar. I mean, if you're, you're a dual citizen from another country, you're going to be torn with this. And this is why I've said repeatedly about this. You know, this this and that this this says over sixty percent of the people now in the United States are still supporting Israel. And that's because of what I talked about last week with what happened with the Schofield Reference Bible. And we've got this into the seminaries, we've got this into the churches. You know, it, you know, it's so funny, uh we were at a, I was at a class reunion, Mike Brown did a great class reunion for my class this past Saturday night. And I remember we were talking about the doggone Israeli conflict at the class reunion. And you know, you could tell that even in our age bracket that you've got people that are supporting Israel, you know, in earnest and people that are not. And, you know, it was, it was one of the guys that was funny. We were giving out little prizes for certain things we were doing, little games we had. And one of the guys said, well, if you win a first class trip to Israel right now, if you win this game, <laughs> I started laughing, but it was kind of like a sheltered laugh. People didn't know what to do with that because it was one of those things that nobody knows how to deal with this situation because you don't want to be like, they just said, DeSantis says if you're an Arab, you're an automatically an anti-Semite. If you're from Gaza, you're an anti-Semite, and the Arabs are Semites. And so this whole thing has been used against the United States of America to fracture the Christian churches and to fracture us mentally. And it's oh, I have to admit it's absolutely brilliant what they did using Edward Bernays and Freudian stuff and all the stuff they did to split everybody up in the U.S. as far as in the sub-interest groups. And, and this part of that, the part of it that's really, really sad is that we don't have to be part of stuff like this. We don't have to be involved with stuff like this. We don't have to be loyal to another country like this in the United States if we don't want to. But we have been because of what happened in the formation of Israel and the, the, machining, the machine gunning of the Palestinians back in the 40s to get them out, and now they're doing it again. But yet this is an entirely different generation doing this. This is one of the reasons that Kennedy was assassinated because he said that Israel was never, ever going to get nuclear weapons. He was not going to allow it. And, of course, I could go into detail with you about that. I have on the show before who was involved with that and who was involved with the Kennedy assassination. But if you really want to watch a good video on that, it's called From JFK to 9-11. It's a rich man's trick. It's like a three-and-a-half-hour video, but it's worth the watch. I've watched it twice, and I've never watched one that long twice. But it's very, very good. Now, I may not agree with all of it in there because I haven't done the research to all of it. But it's a very, very good documentary, and it really goes into the Harrimans and the bankers and who's involved in all this stuff and the bloodline families. It's really good. From JFK to 9-11, it's a rich man's trick. Bombshell report just came out of Israel. Israel ordered the military to stand down during the Hamas assault. It's an article by Jamie White. The IDF was given stand-down orders by both the Army and the Air Force, seven hours to stand down while the attacks took place, says Jairus Jewish charity leader. Maybe Hamas terror attack really was Israelis 9-11, another inside job just to justify full-scale war. Prime Minister Netanyahu, the unbelievably corrupt politician, ordered Israel's military to stand down for seven hours during Hamas assault on the Jewish nation last week, according to reports. Jewish pro-life foundation leader Cecil Rautman, citing government sources, claimed Netanyahu ordered the stand down to allow Hamas to launch its attack in order to justify the Israeli retaliation against Gaza, meant to ultimately wipe out the Palestinian enclave off the map. Israel is most, has the most sophisticated intelligence in the world. There's no way the government didn't know what was going to happen, Rotman told conservative activist Lauren Witzke in an interview released on Sunday. Well, 
we called this out last week. Rotman explained that Rabbi Weissman, who connected, who was connected with the top officials of the Israeli government, sent out a missive that indeed the IDF was given stand-down orders, both the Army and the Air Force, seven hours to stand down while the attacks took place. And this has allowed the terrorists to come in and begin slaughtering and torturing the citizens, she said. Personally, I think the situation is akin to a family keeping a rabid dog in their home and blaming the dog when their baby gets bitten. I look at the government of Israel, and they really needed to make sure these people did not proliferate on their borders. And so they are partially accountable for having to kill God's creations in order to secure their borders. This should never have happened, Rahman said. I'm going to go ahead and just leave this be now because we talked about this in depth last week, and I want you guys to understand that we are not the only people saying this. There are other people that are also involved in all of this. By the way, my deepest condolences to the family of Suzanne Summers. I know multiple people who know her or knew her. She has died with breast cancer following a battle again. She was 76 years old. She was brilliant in the exercise world and videos, et cetera. And again, it just shows us all that we all have a timestamp. And uh, once our basically clock runs out, we're done. And we, I, I hope and pray that she was saved. I hope and pray that she knew Jesus. But I will also say that she was involved, even in the last 10 or 15, 20 years, with extremely heavy injections of hormones into her body. And in many cases, these hormones can accelerate cancer growth. And so be very, very careful if you want to go on supplemental testosterone therapy, if you want to go, if go on supplemental estrogen you know, therapy and all the other things they have. You know, years ago, they were doing the, the study with women doing the, the hormone replacement therapy with chemical hormones, and they had to stop the study because it massively increased the risks of heart disease and cancer. So be very careful with that. Be, you know, with supplemental testosterone, a lot of guys are in their 30s and 40s are going in now and getting injections. There's all kinds of things that we can do from a health standpoint at Health Masters as far as increasing testosterone levels and supplements that really, really work well. Just be careful with that. If, if you have a problem with low testosterone and you can't fix it with supplements and you decided to go on, your hormone replacement therapy, just be aware of the fact that you need to monitor your blood and monitor your liver and monitor everything that you're doing to your body on an ongoing basis to make sure that you stay healthy. Rite Aid, the huge, basically, uh, you know, drugstore has now filed for bankruptcy amid slowing sales and opioid litigation. They filed Chapter 7 bankruptcy protection in New Jersey and also appointed Jeffrey Stein as its new CEO to steer the company through the restructuring plan. The company's been grappling with slowing sales, mounting debt and losses, allegedly it contributed to the nation's opioid epidemic, which I'm sure it did. Rite Aid faces steep competition from its rivals, which have learned and leaned into the healthcare bottles to offset losses from their retail businesses. Rite Aid filed Chapter 7, Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in New Jersey on Sunday, and it would begin restructuring to significantly reduce its debt. The debt company said it reached a deal with its creditors on a restructuring plan that includes evaluating its retail footprint and closing unperforming locations. This opioid thing that the Sackler family did through Purdue Pharma 10, 15 years ago was a real mess. Where they told people that basically OxyContin was not addictive, that you know opioids were good for you and all the other crazy advertising they were putting out there. And the doctors in the pill mills and all the people who were out there writing all these prescriptions. I mean, people used to be lined up around the corner of these pill mills here in Florida to get their prescription from a medical doctor who worked in the pill mills. I know one lady, her and her husband were involved in that, and they basically had to flee. They had to flee the country. They were both, you know, they were both indicted, and they had uh, they had dual Russian passports, and they left the country, and they were gone for years, years, while the uh, attorneys basically negotiated their plea bargain. The husband ended up getting six months in jail. The wife was given off just with, you know, with you know, basically probation, and 
it's a mess because back then they were being told at the pill mills that as long as they had a medical doctor writing the, uh, the, the scripts, that there wasn't going to be a problem with the mill itself having a problem. This mill had been closed several times and they moved the location several times because of investigations. And eventually they were busted for it. And so the sad part about this is, is that a lot of people may have been involved in this who basically weren't really, you know, doing anything illegal. They thought I knew another guy at the Mercedes dealership. He wasn't a, person there that worked there but he was buying all of these extremely expensive amg cars and also knew who he was he'd come in with flip-flops and he'd come in you know with long hair and you know with a t-shirt and, and you know buy just a you know a, you know mclaren mercedes and, you know pay cash for it and then later found out that he be, he got busted also and he was running a pill mill out of canada to the united states and that was where his money was coming from so a lot of money was exchanging hands and another thing right now is happening too the luxury goods market with louis vuitton etc cetera, etc cetera, it's in a pretty much free fall right now. It includes a lot of Rolex watches and other things that people were buying. And finally, they started realizing they cannot buy all of this stuff and not buy food. And a lot of people were buying these things and putting them on credit cards at 18% interest or 28% interest and then trying to flip and get out of them to make money. And now they're stuck with them because a lot of the value of these different types of watches and purses have gone down. Interestingly enough, I met this lady here a while back, and she had a room full of Chanel purses. I kid you not. And she had $25,000 in, in credit card debt, and many of the Chanel purses were still at that point valued around four to $5,000, which is what she had paid for them. And I finally told her, I said, why don't you just sell the Chanel purses and pay off your credit card debt? Why don't you sell the Chanel purses and pay off your car? Why don't you sell the Chanel purses and improve your living situations? She actually had a room dedicated in her house. It was like a Chanel showroom. Austin has seen the video of it. It's crazy. And it was literally $100,000 worth of stuff that was just sitting on the walls that she's not going to be able to carry all those purses at once. And I asked her, I said, why won't you get rid of these? She said, well, I like them. And I'm like, well, you're paying paying 28% on your credit cards now. You can liquidate those. That means you're paying 28% interest right now for your Chanel purses. She says, well, I guess you see it like that. I said, no, there's no seeing it like that. That's exactly what it is. You have an asset that's supposedly worth that much money still. Why don't you just liquidate those assets, assets uh, and get rid of the, uh, the, the debt load? But some people just don't understand stuff like that. It's just to me, it's a simple finance. If you've got a problem with debt, you can't pay your bills, and you're working 80 hours a week trying to get your bills paid off, and you've ruined your lifestyle, why in the world won't you sell some of the junk that you accumulated? And I learned this a long time ago, and also not talked about it in depth. You know, stuff is still stuff. You know, people buy more and more and more stuff in their houses. Their houses are filled with stuff because we have that consumer mentality in the United States. We've been programmed to be like that through the, you know, slick marketing advertising campaigns by Bernays and Floyd again. And so what happens is we think we have to have the latest car, the latest purse, or the latest jewelry, or the latest watch, or the latest whatever. The latest Apple phone, the latest, 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 latest. And so we end up stacking stuff, and then finally we don't have enough room for our stuff, and we get a, we get a storage facility. So now we, we don't know what to do with the stuff anymore, so we don't want the stuff anymore, we, we, but we don't want to sell the stuff because we've assigned a value to the stuff like it's a trophy. So now we don't know what to do with the stuff, so we've got to go put it in storage somewhere. So now we're paying $100, $300 a month in storage fees. I've seen it over and over and over again. You're paying two, three thousand dollars a year in storage fees for stuff that's worth five hundred bucks, and you're like, "Well, I don't, I don't want to lose the stuff. I don't lose money on the stuff." Hey, newsflash: You've already lost money on the stuff. It's not worth it. It's like furniture. You go spend a lot of money on furniture, and you go to resell it. Unless it's an antique, it's not going to go up. You know, you spend, you know, you know, five thousand dollars on a bedroom set. You can be lucky to get a thousand bucks for it or five hundred bucks for it if you try to resell it. Now, when Biden was giving out all that money and Trump was giving out all that money during COVID, 
we really inflated the economy with the trillions of dollars they stuck out there. But now with the M1 and M2 money supply both contracting very, very quickly, the reliance on buying more stuff is pretty much gone. And in addition to that, housing markets now are the housing starts are down to where they were during the Great Recession back in 2008, and they're getting worse and worse and worse. So we need to realize that the housing market is not going to get better as long as the interest rates continue to go higher and higher and higher. By the way, thousands are now marching in solidarity with Israel in Los Angeles, and thousands are marching in solidarity with Palestine all over the country and all over the world and in England. And all of this stuff is being designed for only one reason to not let us see what the world is really doing and how many people are really dying from the COVID kill shot and all of the other stuff the bankers are doing to bring in their new world order out of chaos as Vanguard funds continue to invest in Chinese military companies. I mean, you stop and you think about this. you got Vanguard investing in Chinese military companies. Really? So you got – and remember, Vanguard, State Street, and Vanguard, BlackRock are all intertwined. Through circular, you know, ownership, you know, and through buying their own corporate stocks. That means all the big investors are investing in Chinese military companies. Why? Because the, the Rothschilds own the Chinese military companies too. They own everything. It's Planet Rothschild, and, and that's what we need to understand: is this thing is a giant show for us, which we've talked about so many times. This ain't a three-ring circus. This is a hundred-ring circus. They got a hundred stories going at once all the time, but there's always one main story right in that middle center ring, whether it's COVID. Whether it's China, whether it's Russia, whether it's you know the Ukraine war, whether it's the war in Israel now, whether it's the war, the destruction of Palestine, there's always one big thing in the center ring that they want us to look at, stay focused on, and then he distracts us with all the other circus rings going around us, and we're like, what the heck? This is just too much. That's because your nucleus of Cubans. Now listen to me. There's part of your brain. It's not a nucleus of Cubans. It's the reticulator activator. There's, there's a part of the brain called the reticulator activator, which filters out unneeded, unwanted stimuli. It allows you to focus. So when you have all of this stuff going on around you, your brain simply can't process it, and it filters it out, and you no longer see it. You know, when you look outside and you see a bush with a thousand or a hundred thousand or a million leaves in your backyard, you don't see the million leaves. You just see the bush and the landscaping. You don't. Your body can't. Your mind can't physically focus on a million leaves, and that's the same thing that we all have. To, is we've been limited with that. Now, God can focus on a million leaves. It says that he, can, he knows the hairs on your head. He knows all of it. He knows everything because he's omnipresent and he's omniscient, and he's able to do all of that stuff. We're not. So they, under, they understand that we've been detuned, so to speak, after the fall, and we don't have the ability to see these things and basically have the ability to regulate our mind as far as what we're going to believe and not believe. And this is why you know Hemingway said well, – what Hemingway was uh, – Scott said – in the book he wrote, The Great Gatsby, I believe, he said that you know a true sign of intelligence is the ability to look at both sides of the argument and defend both sides equally as well. We don't have that ability anymore because we don't have two sides of the argument anymore. We've got 500 sides of the argument, and they've done this to us. They fractured our psyche with this. They learned this with Tavistock Institute and training through you know the British Naval Intelligence during World War One. You can't if you overload people to a certain point. You start breaking them down. They can't see things anymore, and you can basically program them in a different brainwave state. That's what they've done to us. They've got all of these things happening. You notice that nobody's talking about Ukraine anymore? Hmm? Everybody's talking about Israel. Now they're talking about a broader-scale war in Israel. Now they're talking about sending more carriers over to Israel. You know, Are the United States bringing another carrier fleet over? All of this stuff is designed to keep us in a constant state of fear to feed the entities on the other side of the veil, and that's who they are. That's who's running this thing. What do you think, Austin? What's your next story? Oh, you're exactly right. It was interesting. I was watching an interview yesterday with Spike Cohen, who's 
very prominent Jewish libertarian. And it was funny because he was having this debate with this guy, and this guy goes, listen, this, it's not the time to question this right now. It's not the time to question this aid. Israel needs more aid. They need more money. And despite Cohen, he's Jewish. He goes, this is the exact time to question anything that's going on with this invasion and with more aid. He goes, has anybody ever noticed that every time the government gets involved with stuff and they start pushing a narrative, they always tell us, now's not the time to question it. Now's not the time to read the bill. Now's not the time to put any type of questioning on what's happening. We need to get through it. We'll talk about it later. He goes, the same thing they did in the Gulf War, same thing we did in the Iraq War. Oh, there's no time to question. They have weapons of mass destruction. We've got to take them out right now. We've got to invade Iraq. Then after everything goes to crap and we find out it was all a lie, everybody goes, oh, well, what's, what's the next? What's the next scenario that's happening? What's the next distraction? And he said, all we do is go from needless wars to needless events to more theater and drama to, to continue to distract you from the last drama play theater. So he's talking about it. He's 100% accurate about it. And he goes, then all of a sudden, like he said with COVID, no, don't question the narrative. Don't question the lockdowns. Don't question the mandates. Don't question the vaccine. We'll deal with this later. We'll talk about it later after we get through this. He goes, the problem with it is we never talk about it after we get through it. We ignore it, and we roll in the next crisis, and the next crisis overpowers the last crisis, and nobody ever discusses what they just did to us. And I was like, he's spot on. He's 100% spot on. And this is exactly what you have to start encouraging people to do right now. Every single time there is some type of calamity or some type of event that happens, it's the exact same psychological operation with a different name on it. Exactly the same. Don't question Israel. Don't question more foreign aid. Don't question what they're doing. Don't question anything that's happening. Blind support only. Don't question COVID. Don't question lockdowns. Don't question the mandates. Don't question the mask. Blind support for COVID only or your grandma hating neo-Nazi terrorists. It's the same play every time out of the same handbook with a different <laughs> name true. on it. It's nauseating to me. It really is. It's the same thing. If these guys played football, they'd have the worst score, the worst season you've ever witnessed because all they do is play the same one every time, the same play over and over and over again, but try to pretend it's a different name. And this is what we've watched right now. And I was at church on Sunday, and I was grossly disappointed. The pastor usually is pretty prominent in a lot of topics, and of course he starts, oh, we need to make sure everybody starts supporting Israel. We need to take an offering for Israel. Everybody needs to continue to do what they need to right now. We need to support everything in Israel right now. And I'm like, how about no? How about I'm not just going to blindly support a country every single time somebody tells me to do something? The whole concept of what we've been building in the United States – with the Constitution, with the Bill of Rights, with the Republic. It's been the concept of being able to ask questions. It's being able to stand back and say, no, I don't agree with that, and I have a right not to agree with that. I don't have to agree with you. That's okay. But you can't sit there and tell me in a republic I'm forced to be taken, have my money taken at gunpoint to be given to another country that I don't agree with. That doesn't float in a republic. There's a reason why we started the Revolutionary War, and yet here we are back at it right at the exact same scenario again that was going on with England. England, same psychological concept. You support King George, don't you? If you don't support King George, you're a domestic terrorist. Essentially what they called them back then. This would be the new name for him now. 
what it was. You support unjust taxation. You have to support no essentially ability to air your grievances. Hang them from the bridge. You don't support King George. That's what it was. It's always the same narrative with the psychological op that they do to everybody. And so that's why I've repeatedly told people you have to ask questions. You know, why are we watching people from all over the country now? I'm hearing it left and right, people coming down with these neurological disorders. I talked to an individual yesterday when I was at church, and it was frustrating to me because I was trying to get through to them. We were waiting in line for school, and somebody was – I heard them over talking about an 11-year-old girl that basically now has this random neurological order where she's going like paralyzed. And he was talking. He was yeah, – it just randomly came up out of nowhere. She started getting paralyzed. They took her to the hospital, and she was basically getting this disease. I forgot the name. They talked what it was. And I literally took a step out. I said, did she – do you know if she got the COVID vaccine? And he goes, oh, well, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's, that's not my business. I'm sure you know, they're making sure she stays healthy and they did everything, you know, making sure she got her vaccines. And I'm like – I literally looked at him. I said, so you're telling me that the vaccines are keeping everybody safe and healthy? And this, he got this look on his face like, well, how, how dare you question a vaccine? How dare you question and think that this could have happened from a vaccine? Literally, he, he like turned around and like almost walked off and got all flustered. And we're watching and I'm hearing about it all the time now with these young kids that are coming down with all these health problems. You not remember when the HPV shot came out and girls left and right were coming down with Guillain-Barr syndrome and nobody wanted to talk about it? Everybody acted like it was normal to the point in Japan they started banning the shot because so many girls, these 11, 12, 13-year-old girls come down with Guillain-Barr? In the hospital, unfunctional, unbelievably healthy, young, vibrant girls in their time of their life where they're going in their teenage years and growing and building and becoming some and literally paralyzed and having health problems the rest of their life after they get the HPV shot. Oh, no, no, no. Don't question that. Let's see here. That's that shot we need to put on the mandate because it's, it's safe and effective. Now I see this article from Peter McCullough. He's basically citing a multi-hypothesis of carcinogenesis. It's what is an article that came out in 1984, and he's arguing that the RNA injections in particular are triggering these multiple different changes throughout the body that are promoting this turbo cancer. So we've talked about the last couple of months now, and you're seeing individuals in their 20s and 30s suddenly coming down with – and you hear the term turbo cancer all the time now. You've never heard that term before the shot. If you did, it was an absolute rarity. You never heard about this. You heard about cancer that literally popped up out of nowhere that wasn't even seen six months before, and it's spreading like a wildfire throughout the body. And he's talking about now the more people are getting these shots, the more you're seeing the turbo cancer literally spread through them because their body is being so contaminated and essentially the carcinogenic load is becoming so high and these shots are downgrading the immune system so aggressively that the body essentially can't fight off anything now. A lot of people don't realize we have cancer in our body on a regular basis. Your body's constantly fighting off cancer cells all the time. And when you have a proper immune system and good doses of vitamin C and healthy levels of vitamin D in your blood – your body can fight off just about anything if you take care of it. You put the right nutrients in it. You put the right food in it. You put the right supplements in it. You stay away from the fluoride and the chlorine and the water supply. You stay away from the heavy, heavy processed foods as much as you can. You know, with the food coloring and the high fructose corn syrup and the sodium nitride, the body can really heal itself well. I've watched it happen to hundreds of people. That's seen even more when people actually start doing things correctly and take care of their bodies. The problem with it is, you can't take that combination of a very, very poor lifestyle and not monitoring yourself at all and eating junk all the time and not exercising and drinking soda all day and then start injecting 
RNA gene therapy with all these carcinogens in it and not expect to start doing this. And so, again, that's why I've encouraged people if they had, you know, to get this garbage, this garbage, you know, a couple of years ago. And I've talked to customers, listeners, they come in like, dude, I got forced to get it. I didn't know anything about it. I said, OK, this is what it is. You know, we're here now. You're dealing with the situation. That's why we put together the Spike Protein Survival Kit that's been so effective as a base stack. Now, of course, I always recommend you know the basic healthy lifestyle kit with the vitamin C and the D3, but the Spike Protein Survival Kit that we put together was so effective because it's got the vitamin E that helps out with blood viscosity. It has the natokinase, which helps to break down fibrin and basically prevents heavy blood clotting that is caused by the COVID shot. It also supports cardiovascular and circulatory health. And then we have the N-acylcysteine in that kit, which massively supports antioxidant detoxification mechanisms in the body. It's a free radical scavenger. This is also in the GHI cleanse. This is why I'm a huge proponent of the GHI cleanse as well on a daily basis shake. I think it's incredibly good. I use it every single morning. That's pretty much what my breakfast is every morning now. I'll wake up. I'll do about 10 to 20 minutes of fasted cardio. Then I drink a GHI cleanse with a banana, with organic banana. That Right now, that's kept me very, very lean. My cardiovascular system's gotten really good. My endurance has gone through the roof. And I've noticed now I'm starting to feel better, have more mental clarity because I'm keeping my body constantly detoxified and cleaned out on a regular basis. Your body has to have the raw nutrients, my friends. It's got to have the nutrients put in itself because, quite frankly, the food, it ain't cutting anymore. We're not in 1905. We're not doing crop rotation. We're not years away from glyphosate and all these crazy, nasty things that they spray on the food now. Those, that world is long gone. Granted, I still think it's best to stick with the organic foods and the clean foods and obviously do the best you can with it. But the concept of you're going to get all your nutrients and all your raw ingredients that you really need for your body and your food, it's not there anymore, guys. And so, again, you've got to be proactive and making sure you're getting the right nutrients in your body to keep yourself as strong as possible. What do you think that on the topic? Well, the nutrient, the nutrient load of our body is absolutely critical. I, I don't – you know, let, let me give you an example. The other day – I spoke to this lady, and I've known her for a long time now, and she had to have a parathyroidectomy. Part of the parathyroid had cancerous nodes on it, so she had to have it partially taken out. And her body's a wreck. Now, this this surgery was done a while back, and she has not recovered from it. And I told her, I said, she asked me, she goes, well, why am I not recovering? I said, because your nutrient density is too low. And she goes, what does that even mean? I said, here's how's it. Here's, let, let me give you an example. I said, let's say you run out of gasoline in your car. And you basically have to put gas in the tank. And all you have the money for is eight ounces of gasoline. Well, your fuel line is going to carry eight ounces of gasoline. You know, it's going to carry things. But you, you pour the eight ounces of gasoline into your car, and it cranks it up. And you, you roll down the road, you know, a few hundred meters, and boom, you stop again. And you got to put another eight ounces of gasoline in. And, and you, so, you, so it's going. The car is moving. Oh, but gosh, it doesn't like it, and it's super inefficient. And if you're not careful, you're going to end up killing your battery. I'm going to clarify that, what I mean from a biological standpoint. So what ends up happening is you have the situation where you now have eight ounces of gasoline. That's all you can run on. Your body basically is having to use its electrical system or its ATP processing centers over and over and over again. But they're running out of fuel. That would, that would be the battery, by the way, adenosine triphosphate, diphosphate. And suddenly you're getting sicker and sicker and sicker and you're not recovering. That's what happens with a low nutrient density or a low level of fuel. Let me explain to you what I mean by that. Your body is required by God. He built us to have a certain percentage, certain amount, certain concentration of B vitamins and vitamin C and and D3 and zinc and E and all the rest of it 
that we're supposed to be getting from our food supply, which we don't get from our food supply anymore because it's been adulterated with all the non-crop rotation, with all of the glyphosate, with all of the chemicals, with all of the GMOs, and all of the nutrient density has gone way down. So when you eat food that's junk and you basically don't have the nutrient density in it, your body only is getting eight ounces of, you know, of fuel per meal or whatever it is, and it can only run for a short period of time, and you stay exhausted all the time, and you're tired all the time, and, and you're thinking, what the heck? I, I feel awful, and your energy is through the floor, and suddenly you start loading yourself up with methylated B vitamins. You start loading yourself up with zinc. You know, I was at the class reunion the other night. One guy said to me, he goes, man, you're like you're 45 years old. And I said, thanks, and I said, I feel great. And he goes, well, why isn't your hair like white like the rest of us? And I said, well, the methylated B vitamins and the zinc should stop the hair color change because that's one of the primary nutrient deficiencies that you get that causes your hair to turn gray and your hair to turn white, methylated B vitamins and zinc. And I said, I've been taking zinc and methylated B vitamins now for 40 years. And he goes, wow, he goes, you, you look like you're you know, 25 years younger than everybody else. And I'm like, well, I don't know about all that. I said, I'm still the same you know, chronological age, but biological age, I'm probably in my 30s or early 40s. It's because my nutrient density has stayed high. Let me give you another example. It deals with telomeres. It deals with reproductive of the cells, et cetera. We're, this is a theory. A lot of people believe that we only have X amount of divisions of cells that we could possibly have in our entire lifetime. So if you divide your cells once a year and you have 100 divisions, you can live to be 100 years old. If you divide your cells twice a year and you have to have new cells created, you're going to make it to 50 years of age. It all deals with DNA, genetics, and nutrient density and the food that we're putting into our body. And so if you eat the right foods, if you take the right foods, if you do the right things with your body, you slow down cell division according to this theory. And I think personally that theory is correct. And then you basically live longer. Now, a lot of it used to be dependent upon your DNA. If your parents lived to be in their 90s or 100, you lived to be in your 90s and your 100 because we all ate the same foods. If your parents lived to be in their 30s and the 40s, you lived to be in your 30s and 40s because we all ate the same food. Well, when we left the farm 100 years ago, 130 years ago, and we started moving into cities and we started having the food processed and packaged and sent to us, especially in the 50s and the 60s for convenience, what ended up happening, the nutrient density slowed way down as far as in the food supply, and we didn't have the nutrients that we needed any longer. This is why I hear all the time, well, my granddaddy lived to be 100 years old. He ate this every – no, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he did not because he was – when he was young – there were those foods didn't exist. They didn't have 15 different types of food colors and chemicals in the food supply. And sometimes, oh, there's hundreds of additives that are poisonous, toxic. We've covered that the other day just on the vaccines. All these toxic additives are in everything now. Your granddaddy didn't get that. Your granddaddy was raised on a farm, most likely, where they had a garden in the backyard and they ate fresh, organic everything until he left the house, which gave him a tremendous nutrient density storage facility in his liver. And he had the ability to pull off all that all of his life, and he had the ability to live long. That used to be all DNA dependent because you were all getting the same food supply. Now, because you're not getting the same food supply, we have people dying in their 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s. Heck, we, the leading cause of death in children age 14 and under, other, under, other than accidents, was cancer. Leukemia rates are through the roof in children, and that's almost always a vitamin C deficiency. You tell that to people that was from the Gerson's Cancer Clinic treatment protocol they had back over 100 years ago. They said they could cure almost all leukemia using just vitamin C intravenously. Now, you know whether or not that's still being a viable source of you know, treatment protocols today. I don't know. I'm not promoting that for anybody, but I'm just telling you that's what they said. But I do know this. If you don't have the right amount of vitamin C in your body, 
your skin can't stay together properly because it's one of the primary cellular glues for collagen is vitamin C. And if you don't have a high enough concentration of vitamin C in your blood every single day, your skin's going to fall apart and you're going to age and you're going to wrinkle up really, really fast. I take 6,000 milligrams of the vitamin C antioxidants every single day. I take like 10 capsules a day. I love that stuff. I take five in the morning. I take five at night. I keep my plasma levels of C up really, really high. And that really reduces cellular turnover and aging. So, you know, the B-complex, the vitamin C, the cod liver oil, the multiple powder, all of these things work together in synergy because you have X amount of vitamins and minerals you have to have, X amount of essential fats you have to have, X amount of protein and amino acids you have to have every single day in order to maintain this extremely elaborate, complex body that God built for us. And that's why he gave us the food supply that he did that's all organic that would feed us. It wasn't because he wanted to you know, you know, just, you know, see what he could do with his creation. He would make sure his creation could take care of us because we're creating his image. And that's why all these different plants and herbs are so nutrient dense. And that's why certain types of meats are really healthy for you. You know, the organic chicken, organic beef, you know, you know, non-farm raised fish. I mean, all these things were designed by God to be in a circular rotation with us as far as feeding us and us basically taking care of the environment, taking care of the planet, which we don't do anymore. You know, we, we load us up with we load us up with chemtrails. Now you've got to have magnesium theonate to take aluminum. That's a magnesium brain food. I take a tablespoon of that every single day to clean my lungs back out and clean my heart back out, clean my brain back out, my arteries back out from all the junk that I'm having to breathe because it's in the atmosphere. All of this stuff is so important. You say, well, it, you know, it, it's, it's a hassle taking all the vitamins. And I will tell you one thing, and you're absolutely right. You are. It is a hassle. It's, it's expensive, too. Just thought I'd mention that in case you, didn't want to just, you just want to leave the hassle thing. High nutrient quality foods and high nutrient quality supplements, you know, are really they're expensive to make, period. But let me ask you another question. Well, you say I'm having to spend a hundred dollars a month on supplements. Okay. How much you spend on your health insurance every month? Just thought I'd ask. Uh, how much are you spending if you have a deductible every month? Uh, how much you spend on a pair of tennis shoes? Just thought I'd throw that one in there. And how much do you spend eating out every day? for lunch and dinner and how much you spend supporting that wretched company Starbucks when you buy their Starbucks coffee, four or five cup dollars a cup, $150, $200 a month just on coffee from Starbucks and they hate Christians and they hate, they hate patriots and they hate guns. Yeah. Let's prioritize this. You know, some people get their budget out of whack and they start making huge amounts of money in a short period of time and their budgets go through the roof and they think that they're going to live like this. And then the budget gets cut back down because they lose a job or whatever. And suddenly they don't reprioritize. I see it with companies all the time. They have a massive reduction in sales because the economy starts to go bad. And, you know, they got 500 employees. Well, they don't want to lose the 500 employees, so they keep them on payroll for six months. Well, that completely strips the cash flow out of the account, and now they're filing Chapter 11 bankruptcy. You saw it with that drug company I talked about earlier. You know, when you have a decrease in sales, you have to have a decrease in basically payroll production. You have to, you, you can't – if you have a 50% drop in sales, you're going to have to have a 50% drop in payroll. If you don't do it that way, it doesn't work. But when you go out and you spend your $150 a month on Starbucks, and all of a sudden now you come down with cancer because coffee has methylxanthines in it, the methylxanthines massively increase the risk of breast cancer. And now all of a sudden you, you've got a cancer problem, and now all of a sudden you can't work, and now all of a sudden you're losing all the money that you were making. Uh, yeah, how important would those supplements have been now? Just, just mention it to you, just asking you if, if they prevent cancer. The same thing is true you know, with, 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 you know, with all these other diseases that are out there, heart disease, diabetes, cancer, all these different chemicals in the food supply – you know, it all takes a toll on the body. 
you know, the whole world is filled with different, you know, different spenders, you know, different, you have the high rollers and the low rollers, and you got the guys that want to burn the candle at both ends and stay up all night and party. They can do that. But whatever burns twice as bright burns half as long. You burn a candle on, you turn a candle sideways, you light both sides, it ain't going to last very long. And that's exactly what the body does. But you can mitigate a lot of that by simply taking the nutrients that you can get from us at healthmasters.com, high-quality, FDA-certified nutrients, and put them into your body and feed the body what it needs. Now, if we were all eating pure organic food with no chemtrails, nothing in the environment, and organic soil, we wouldn't need to take supplements. But that would be a full-time expenditure as far as your time, just doing that, keeping your family alive, producing enough fruits and vegetables and meats to do all that, which is what we used to do when we were agrarian on farms. It was a full-time venture as far as doing that all of the time. But we don't do that anymore. And so we're in a situation that basically is a problem for all of us. I mean, it really is. I mean, we have children now that are being given all of these chemicals, being injected with all of these vaccines, being dumbed down beyond belief with aluminum and adjuvants and mercury and all the rest of it. The first thing they do when they get born, they get infected with a dog on hepatitis shots. It's got mercury in it. I mean, they're, they're, they're two hours old. They're getting injected you know, with enough mercury to just poison you. And yet, and we wonder why their IQs are down. We wonder why their ability to think is down. We wonder why 50% of the kids in the classrooms now have some type of mental disorder, and one out of 30 right now basically has ADD or, you know, or well, actually autism, which is even worse. And we, and we wonder why this has happened, and we don't want to look back at the truth of what's happened. You know, when you eat pork, when you eat shellfish, when you eat trans fats and hydrogenated oils and aspartame and Splenda, and you eat high fructose corn syrup, and you t- you, and you live on sugar, and you live on High-fat dairy products that are non-organic, and you, li- and you live on coffee, which I used to do when I was in college, and you do all of this stuff, it ages you really fast. It really does. You pump a bunch of soy into you. Now you can't produce testosterone anymore. Now you start getting gonomastia. You've got to go buy a bra, and you're a guy. He's like, why am I wearing a bra? This is ridiculous. Well, yeah, that's some blood here. All of this stuff is part of it. You start, like Austin mentioned earlier, you start drinking chlorine and fluorine in the water supply. You start dumbing yourself down. You start messing up your thyroid, which thinks those are bromides, which thinks those are halogens, which they are, and absorbs it instead of absorbing iodine. It absorbs chlorine and fluoride into the thyroid gland, and now you all have these thyroid disorders. All of this stuff is orchestrated by the people that run the planet on purpose to make you age, to decrease the population, and to make you dumb and servile and basically sick all the time. You talk to people. I feel awful. I'm sick again. And now with the COVID shot, it's even worse. You had, like Austin said earlier, you got these, these, these turbo cancers everywhere now. And people are dying left and right now with cancer. And you're like, wow, we told you not to take the shot. But yet it doesn't make any difference because they took the shot. And now they can get the spike protein survival kit. They can do that. But they don't know about it <laughs> because, you know, they don't listen to the show. And so they don't understand they're having all of these health problems now because their immune system has been downregulated by the spike shot, by, the pro- by, this, by this COVID shot. And on and on and on, the stomach turns with all of this stuff as age life expectancies go lower and lower. And always remember this. We have the highest death rate in children in the industrialized world. And yet these children, basically, if they're aborted before they are born, they don't count into those death rates. If you actually add the death rates back in from the aborted children, we actually have a massive skew downwards as far as the age life expectancy in the United States. We just happened to kill the kids before they had a chance to die and become statistically significant according to the statisticians. This is the perversion that we're in right now. And so we aren't living longer in the United States than we used to. And if we are living longer, we're living longer with Alzheimer's and senile dementia, all this other stuff. I mean people used to work on the farms until they were 80 or 90 years old, and they'd wait, find them in the bedroom, and the next morning they'd be passed away, be with the Lord. 
you know, it was, it was an easy, clean death. Not anymore. One, two, three, four, five, six years in a nursing home. On and on and on it goes as their body chemistry completely destroys itself because of a lack of nutrients in their diet. And that's what we see now. Wow. I didn't expect to get into all that today, Austin. What, what do you think, buddy? How you finish up the show now? No, no it's, it's one of those shows, David. It's, it's a Monday. So you never know what you're going to get on this show. Sometimes it gets uh, real wild, real crazy, and uh, a lot of topics, you know, we just go into detail on. And you, you're, you're spot on about that, dude. There's just, it's, that's what I was trying to, you know, get at earlier as far as with the food supply. You know, you hear that excuse a lot, a lot of times people do it. Oh, yeah. My granddad used to always drink beer all the time and smoke cigarettes, and he lived to be 105, you know. That's not the case now because it's the continual building up of more and more and more and more toxins that are getting more and more aggressive. And it was designed by this, by Monsanto, by all these guys at Big Agro, by all the guys at Pharmaceutical. It's what they designed it to be. They had to figure out how to make the, the, the population more sick. And become extremely wealthy doing it. That's the thing that irritates me sometimes. I guess when you really look at it with a lot of these these banker boys, all of them, they're all banker boys in the World Economic Forum, is that it's not just enough. They're trying to make everybody sick. They're trying to make you pay to be sick. They're trying to force you to cough up money to be sick. You know, I talked to somebody the other day, and they were talking about how – they're having to redo their health insurance scans. Their health insurance was like $1,400 a month, $1,400 a month, like them and their, their him and his wife. And it's like his child. It's three people, $1,400 a month. It's like the platinum package with the blue cloth, blue shield. Then you go to the doctor and he wants, it's like zero deductible, with a lot of stuff. And I'm like $1,400 a month, $1,400 a month. And see what they do is they've made it so incredibly expensive. Now we are spending $15,000, $20,000 a year on a premium. You basically feel obligated to go to the doctor every time you have a sniffle. That's the idea. That's the concept. That's why they keep telling the kids, you got to come back for your wellness check. Six months, eight months, nine months, 10 months, 12 months, 30 months, 14 months. Come back for your wellness check. Wellness check for what? What was a wellness check for? Is the child growing? Is it eating? Are they gaining weight? Are they getting smarter? Are they developing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Where's the wellness check at? Oh, but don't forget, you need to get their shots. They're not going to be safe and protected unless we give them dozens and dozens of shots over the next couple of years. It's the only way they're going to be safe. Well, why is it that the Amish community have virtually no cases of any of the diseases you're referring to that the alleged vaccines are supposed to fix? And yet the Amish also don't have any of these issues like autism or ADHD or autoimmune disorders. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Isn't it crazy? Just a concept. You have a generational group that eats pretty much organic, that doesn't take shots, that lives a pretty healthy lifestyle, and they're very active on a regular basis. They're some of the most healthy individuals in the country. Hmm. Concept. How how does that one work out? Oh no 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 no. That's you. Don't, you're not trusting the science. No, I'm trusting the science. And I'm doing my own research, and that's why I continue to recommend that everybody does on a regular basis. You start realizing all the time that you have to do your own research because essentially everything, everything we're now being told in the mainstream media is a perverted, manipulated lie to control the narrative. I mean, you can't make it any more clear than that. It's like I said earlier with Spike Cohen. Every single time there's a calamity, or there's an emergency, we're told that we can't ask any questions. We don't have time to read the bill. We don't have time to look at the Patriot Act. 
which had a terrorist attack in the United States, passed the Patriot Act, and we'll read it later. We'll see what happens when DHS is funded. We've got to do it right now. Don't ask questions. What happens is after the calamity is over with and the smoke clears, they have to have another one that rolls right over in front of it. So you never ask questions about the previous one. And it's a revolving snowball that's gotten so big now, most people can't even see around the snowball because it's literally about to run them over instead of realizing, hey, maybe I should just step out of the way of this giant snowball and let it roll past me and then look at it and evaluate it instead of getting rammed over by it. That's what people have to look at now. Step out of the narrative. Step out of the path of the snowball and look at it from a different angle, from a rear angle, from a side angle. Go, hmm. You know what? That snowball doesn't make any sense after I looked at it. They're telling me it's a natural snowball. That sure looks like a manipulated, built snowball to control the narrative. You guys get my analogy there. And that's what people have to continue to start doing in order to grow, in order to build, in order to stay healthy, in order to encourage others to do the same, my friends. So thank you for the continued ongoing support of Health Masters. Thank you for continually getting the truth out there. We couldn't do it without y'all. Thank you for supporting the new website. Like I said, if you guys have any questions, the chat box is open pretty much all day. We have a phone call, 1-800-726-1834. Call us if you got any questions or just check us out on the website with the new web with the new uh, site that we have and all the different new things and perks that we have going on there right now. And be sure to vote for what you want to see product of the week where it looks like like i said we got a couple new uh products not new products but good products that have been staying you know strong products over the last couple of years like the n-acetylcysteine and vitamin c that i just talked about available to vote for products of the week so thank you again my friends have a blessed safe awesome night and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.